Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is the weekly podcast for all your tillage news and advice. In this episode, I'll be discussing safe use of machinery and other hazards around tillage farms with Francis Bly, farm safety specialist in Chagas. I first asked Francis about farm deaths and injuries to date. We've had a number of fatalities so far this year. Um, Fortunately, 12 people have lost their lives and this comes after 19 people that lost their lives in 2019. So um, I suppose over the last 10 years, uh, the main places that are the main areas that are causing the fatalities are tractors, um, vehicles and machinery accounted for 50%. Falls from heights account for 9%. Falling objects, eight percent, and then the animals, the animals, the fatalities associated with animals, they account for nineteen percent of deaths. So they're 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 a big area that we need to to work on to try and get those figures down. Then drowning, gas, and and timber related make up the the rest. Okay, but sounds like an awful lot to do with um, tractors and vehicles and that kind of thing. So does that mean that there's tillage farmers uh, and a, a tillage farm is a very unsafe to be on considering that uh, they have most of the machinery? Yes, well, I suppose the, the National Farm Survey of 2012-2017 uh, would show that tillage, tillage enterprises, um, they recorded 12% of, of the accidents um, with dairy farmers accounting for 18%, sheep 11%, and then the animal-related um, enterprises 17%. So, so tillage farmers wouldn't be seen as the most dangerous um, areas. Uh, largely, tillage farmers are, are, are doing very well in relation to managing safety on their farms. But there's, there, there is that, you know, there is that place there to, to do better. So 12% needs to be reduced, uh, and that's for accident rates. And within you know, that, so, within that twelve percent, um, Francis, where is where are those accidents happening? Is it down to machinery again, or are there other areas where guys should really look at? So, so to, a, a third, largely, of, of the accidents on, on tillage farms are farm farm vehicles and machinery. Sixteen um, percent of them are from trips and falls, and then a third of them are from livestock. So, you know, um, so we 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 don't have category uh, category for the final 28%, um, but, but largely machinery has a, v- a very large role to play in trying to get those figures down and make make those farms a little bit safer. Okay, and in terms of those of that machinery, um, just, uh, you know, trying to make that area that little bit um, safer, is it to do with um, maintaining that those machines or is it to do with safe practice of those machines? Safe maintenance of those machines and safe practice, it all works, works together. So if you have a well-organized farm and you're identifying issues that are, that are happening to machinery that, that where maintenance is required and that maintenance takes place, um, you know, that, that, that will reduce accidents. Um, we see that, that well-organized farms that have good practices in place have less, have less problems, have less, less accidents taking place. You know, like really, the main message to to to, to take really is that machinery, well machine, maintained machinery, and well planned jobs, you know, they definitely help to reduce accidents. You know, we we, we look at, I suppose, I'm aware of a tillage farmer, um, in a situation where uh, there was a process of attaching a loader bucket to a load oil shovel. Um, you know, when he pulled up beside the bucket, he he got down off the machine, he went around the back. Uh, and the load all moved backwards on top and pinned them against the wall. Um, that was a, an environment where that particular load all 
the handbrake either wasn't applied um, or it wasn't working effectively. Uh, so maintenance has a big impact. Uh, has a, has uh, you know if machines are well maintained, they they are safer. Okay, so we I suppose we we went through a number of a long number of years I suppose where we were, we were um, encouraging farmers to look you know look at their PTO shafts and and that kind of thing. Has that area improved pretty much on farms now, or or what are you seeing on the ground? Yes, de- definitely. People are more if if you ask a group of farmers, you know, to identify the, the the risk areas on farms, most farmers will say to you the PTO shaft and the PTO shaft cover. Um, and farmers are doing better in relation to that. Uh, accident rates for PTO shaft covers have have reduced. But the, the big area that's causing most of the fatalities is is crush injuries. So 54% of of deaths on on farms associated with tractors, farm vehicles, and machinery are crush injuries. And there are simple things, like I said, there where the, the load all moves back. It, it wasn't the handbrake wasn't applied, and 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 the, and the farmer got crushed. Or they're applying, they're attaching a, a equipment onto the back of a tractor, and it's you know it moves back, or it's not being correctly supported, and it and it moves sideways and, and crushes the farmer. So small, simple things are happening on farms. And crush injuries, 54% of deaths. So that's a big message there to make sure things are well secure and that, that crush injuries don't take place. Okay. So we're on the run into harvest. Most guys are probably finished, um, uh, you know, agronomic uh, bits and bobs out in fields and they're thinking about um, getting the combines out, uh, getting trailers up and going and, and, and also then they're going to have to find additional drivers uh, for tractors over the uh, harvest period. Do you have any great advice for um, for those farmers, just in terms of bringing in inexperienced drivers onto farms? Yes. Um, so, like, obviously, getting labour and experienced labour is is difficult. Um, it might be a little bit easier maybe this harvest uh, with with more people available possibly due to COVID-19 to to, um, to do this type of work. But generally, it's, it's difficult to get experienced drivers. So it's very important that when farmers and contractors are employing drivers, that they make sure that those individuals are competent to, to use those machines. Um, so like safe operation of large machines, fast tractors, heavy loads, there's a lot going on there. And it's important that these drivers, when they come in, that there's time spent with them is the main thing. There's time spent with them. So there's time spent with them in the yard, going through the various controls, making sure that they you know fully how to operate them. And then there's time spent with them on the road that you know that you're fully sure that they're able to manage these machines in a safe way, and that you're spending time advising them and telling them and encouraging them to operate these machines safely. Um, so you know it, it is it is a big area. You have young people that are coming in that are eager to use these machines um, and eager maybe to use them at you know higher speeds and what you're trying to do is trying to encourage them to operate them safely and that takes a bit of time and it takes a bit of you know you have to invest time in it to make that happen. Sure back in um, back in my day I think when I was learning how, how to drive tractors and I was um, out on roads I was only I was only 16 or maybe maybe go, go towards 17 maybe but the tractors I, were on, I, I was on at the time would look very um, old obviously today but the top speed probably wasn't any more than about uh, 25 or maybe 30 kilometers an hour. You're now looking at tractors at maybe 50 or 60k boxes. Um, uh, you know, they're very fast and they're, they're, they're very big, you know, 150, 200 horsepower tractors. 
stick a 20 ton load on top of that to me you're kind of you're you're, you're converting that tractor into almost a truck how has the law changed any in terms of putting those inexperienced drivers up there um or are, are things pretty much the same but we are uh, farmers need to just take that extra responsibility or or what way should a farmer approach that i know you've kind of said about um spending the extra time but is there other extra things a guy should be trying to do to make sure that a guy slows down maybe um you know, uh, every young fella has a um, uh, a uh, a phone, I suppose, in his hand most of the time. Um, how does how does a guy really get drive it into to these young fellas that um, it, it it's a huge responsibility? Yeah, it, it, in my view, it's it's all about it's all about culture on on the farm from the second they arrive. There's a culture there of safety, and there's a culture there of you're managing this this machine, you're responsible for this machine. You're responsible to drive it safely, and we're going to we're we're encouraging you to do that. We're encouraging you to to come back safely rather than come come back fast. Um, in relation to like the the legislation is is has changed a lot in relation to weights and 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 capacities of machines. The licensing uh, is evolving, but it's still a situation where that 16 year old can get a license to drive drive that that machine. Um, but it isn't the case where um, me as a farmer, uh, I'm going to allow a person to drive a machine without being fully assured or confident to do so. So the, the, the responsibility is on me as the owner of this machine that's employing uh, a young person to drive it to make sure that they're, they're doing it appropriately. So that requires supervision, um, making sure and watching and, and taking, as I said earlier, taking the time to, 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 to talk to them and to encourage them to, to, to work safely. Um, obviously, you know, things like driving slowly around the yard, um, being aware of that, are they doing that and making and checking them if they're not. Um, driving slowly on, 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 on narrow roads, you know, they can do, as you said, 50, 60 kilometers an hour but maybe you're encouraging them to drive at 30 kilometers an hour or less, depending on, on the, 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 the type of road that they're on. And that you're, you're encouraging them and you're praising them when you, when you see them doing what you ask them to do. And that you, 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 you talk to them if they're not doing it. And if they're not taking heed in relation to the mobile phones, and, and we, we know of all the issues that are, have, have arisen, I suppose, uh, on social media and that with these, these mobile phones. If that happens, then you have to take corrective action and you can't have people on machines that are, are doing um, things that are unsafe. Yeah, I think all very wise. I, I think especially your comment to do with maybe narrow roads. Um, we certainly have a lot more pedestrians, cyclists uh, on the road since the COVID-19. Um, so I suppose these roads, especially rural roads, are busier places nowadays. Nowadays, if we we're to um, maybe come back just a little bit, just in terms of um, of, of the workshop, um, obviously it's a big area. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of um, you know, there's ankle grinders and there's uh, you know various different uh, tires and heavy machinery kind of going around the place. Um, is there a number of areas that uh, uh, tillage farmers should be looking at in particular to make sure that the workshop is a is a safe place? Yes. Well, like the main piece of as, as advice that I always try and deliver is that the first thing to try and do for with a workshop is keep it tidy so keeping it tidy making sure that everything has a place um, making sure that you have your safety equipment there in relation to the first aid boxes making sure you know where 
maybe ropes that you require, um, tow ropes, chains, different things like that that you need, that you might need to need quickly, that they're available. Um, and that, you know, there's a kind of a chain of command there that not everybody is, is going in Weldon, that there's a person there that's responsible, um, that people that are doing these jobs know how to do them, know how to do them correctly, um, and that there's a kind of a plan in place or a procedure where if something is broken, that it's fixed this way and that it's overseen by someone that's competent in doing it. Um, that manuals are available, as you said, um, Michael. You know, machines are very complicated now, and that there's manuals available. And if, if the job is too big, that, you know, people are hired in to do these jobs, that you're not taking on work that's maybe beyond your capacity or beyond the equipment, the capacity of the equipment that you have in the workshop. So, like, in small things. The other thing that I'd like to say also is that you know, tires, changing wheels, um, inflating tires have caused uh, accidents and fatalities on farms. So it's important to have the right equipment there and it's important to use it correctly, you know, staying out of the danger zone when you're inflating large tires uh, and making sure you have the right equipment for fitting large tires. On those large machines that you mentioned, you know, uh, wheels can be, can be very, very, very heavy. And if they, if they move or shift, you know, it's very easy to get crushed. I think that's a, it's a, a probably a very valid point considering the um, age profile of tillage farmers that tends to be, you know, a, a huge proportion are um, maybe the, the the wrong side of uh, 55, as they say, but, um, you know, things get that little bit more difficult as you get that little bit older. But I, I think, um, Francis, there's good news in that, that there's Tom's grants available for um, some of those uh, safety equipment that people can uh, apply for the grant that likes to change tires uh, safely and uh, and those kind of things. So I think that's probably always worth considering within that conversation as well. Uh, Francis, yes, yes, Michael, yeah. I just wanted to to kind of cover, uh, I suppose, maybe more a long term health and safety bit, which is to do with um, dust and spores. Um, certainly over the harvest, we're going to have uh, you know a lot of dusty crops out there as we normally would every year. How dangerous are is that dust around harvest, or or is there more dangerous um, contaminants or dust that 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 farmers should be uh, considering throughout the year? Uh, yes, Michael. Well, definitely, all all dust and all spores uh, is dangerous. Obviously, um, you know when the crops are being harvested or baled, the dust that's coming directly from those machines, you know, you can have an ir- irritant effect, and it can cause damage to your lungs. Um, so it is important to make sure that you wear in protective, um, you know, masks uh, when you're kind of doing jobs like um, fixing machines, um, cleaning them down, making sure that they're clean. Uh, anything that that's going to have dust involved, it's important to put a barrier there to make sure you're not letting that down into your lungs. But the bigger one is the spores, the dust and spores, and maybe mouldy grain during the year. And, um, you know, farmers have developed farmer's lung and, and COPD from that spore. So that spore can cause an irritant effect and it can have long-term chronic, um, you know, debilitating effects in relation to your lungs being damaged. So it is important to be aware of it and wear those, wear those masks and put, put separations in place to, to avoid the exposure to those dusts and spores. Okay. Thanks, Francis. Just one final thing, and, and, and I suppose it's um, it's very it's not a totally specific to this year, but there's certainly problems out there uh, for farmers in terms of um, the drought. Uh, it certainly looks like a relatively poor harvest for quite a lot of guys. Um, we've not been saved necessarily by 
better prices even though they might have lower grain it looks like there's lower prices and lower lower um grain yields coming this year obviously putting a lot of people under um mental stress i suppose because they have a, a lot of um you know commitments and um this is probably exerting pressure on those where or what sort of help might be available to somebody or what advice maybe if you, would you give to somebody listening in today who might be just really feeling the pressure of that coming down on at the moment um, well, I suppose I'd like to, to use the opportunity maybe to, to look at it from the other perspective in relation to, yes, those issues are taking place on tillage farms, but I'd like to maybe encourage the farmers that are out there that would like to take up the phone and ring their friends, their other tillage farmer colleagues, and have conversations. You know, it, they mightn't be feeling the pressure themselves, but other farmers might be feeling the pressure, and those those phone calls can have a big positive effect on on you know mental well-being um so so talking to each other so the farmers ringing each other talking to each other um trying to get to those discussion groups if you're involved in them because you will be able to share ideas there and share the the, the issue i suppose of trying to deal with these problems on the ground and also obviously your advisor your tillage your your tillage chagask advisor is there to 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 trash through the problems and see what can be done and how things can be managed and the the main thing to remember i suppose is that most farmers um are dealing with these problems collectively um and it is something that you know you need to keep that in the back back of your mind um so so they're the main coping strategies and and you know when when you when you're talking to your advisor and you're dealing with those problems or discussing those problems they'll be able to help you kind of work through them and, and, and find solutions. Look, Francis, that's brilliant. Thank you very much for your time uh, for, for, for chatting about those particular areas. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. That's it for the Tillage Edge this week. And my thanks to Francis for joining me on the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.